Christmas is about God is with us. God is with us. What a powerful message this afternoon. God is with us. And when we think about the story of Christmas, about Jesus' birth, we know we have a God who is with us right now this afternoon. Jesus was born, he lived, he died, and he rose again, and he is still alive today. So we can say God is with us this afternoon. What a powerful thought, what a powerful truth this afternoon. Welcome to the first um, Christmas celebration in ICF. So good that you're here. And we want to take time in the following Christmas celebration to think about one statement that always comes back and back in the Christmas story. And it's a statement that the angels say. They always say to Mary, to Joseph, to the shepherds, they say, fear not, fear not. And then I want to welcome you also with that statement. Fear not, God is with us. Whatever is in your life this afternoon, God is with us. Fear not. I don't know what kind of uh, fears are in your life. We all know fear. And if you look at the picture with the angels, um, wings, it's sometimes the same way in our thoughts, in our mind. The angels wings are there in the dust in the fog and sometimes we have like fear like thought in our mind fear is like a, a fog in our mind you know fear is flowing through our mind what if what if what if my sickness doesn't go away what if I lose my job what if my marriage falls apart I don't know what kind of fear you have we all know that and some of us, we really have strange fears. Maybe you're, you're afraid of spiders. Maybe you are afraid of, um, I don't know, of height. Maybe you are afraid, afraid also of liturgical celebrations. <laughs> I don't know who saw it on the webpage. It says liturgical celebration at ICF today. And I had someone coming up to me this week and he said, what is a lit liturgical celebration? I'm really afraid of that word. What is gonna happen with me there? Are you gonna sing the message like in the Catholic Church? <laughs> and I said, no, relax. You don't have to bow down between the chairs. <laughs> yeah, I try to, to calm him down, you know. So relax, don't be afraid, fear not. A liturgical celebration is a celebration where we go through worship, prayer, um, proclamation, we go through it all together, also with communion. So welcome to this celebration. Don't be afraid, fear not. In the Bible, there's a verse that says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. So don't be afraid. You don't have to be afraid for no reason. So why is it that we often are afraid of God's plans? We still are afraid of God's plan. We have fears, all kinds of fears in our lives, but one specific fear I want to address this afternoon, we have sometimes fear of God's plans. I just saw that uh, God, someone is trying to call me. I'm very sorry. Never happened before. Very embarrassing. I'm sorry to disturb you. Okay. I put it away. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Why are we afraid of God's plans? It's calling again. So strange. 
Do you want to see who is calling me? Whose call I missed? Can you see that? God. God was trying to call me, but I, I won't take it because, uh, you know, I'm in the middle of the message. Doesn't God know that? <laughs> he should know, right? <laughs> I don't want to take it because maybe he will say, change all the message, talk about something else, and then I messed up. So I won't take it, okay? <laughs> you know, sometimes we treat God just the way I treat him. You see, he's trying to get into your life. He's trying to call you and you just push him away. Maybe you've experienced that in your life, that you treat God like this disturbing, strange guy coming down the street and you see him from afar. And when you see him, you, 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 you change the side of the street so you don't have to walk by him, okay? You know that? It's strange. Why do we treat God that way? You know, why are we afraid of God's plans in our life? I think one reason is his, his interruptions are inconvenient sometimes. Just like right now, when you're in the middle of a plan, of a message, God interrupts you and it feels inconvenient, so it's easier to put it aside. You know, Mary experienced the exact same thing. When we read here in Luke chapter 1, it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, the village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. So imagine an angel coming into your life. You cannot push him away like uh, I did before. We don't have to think of angels like the small, little, cute, fat uh, baby angels. Think of an angel on the right side, okay? An angel mighty. He is almighty. It's a powerful uh, appearance. If there is an angel with a, with a sword, it is really majestic, okay? That, that was that kind of angel coming into Mary's life. You cannot put it aside. So Gabriel appeared to her and said in Luke uh, chapter 1, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, and we can feel with her, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. You know, Mary, at that time, she was probably around 14 or 16 years. She was very young, a teenager girl, and she was about to get married. She was engaged to Joseph. So I imagine she was probably um, surfing in the internet all the time to find the perfect wedding dress. Sure, all the brides do that. You, you just crawl through the wet, what, what is the best wedding dress? Or maybe she spent a lot of time on Pinterest to get inspired by all the kind of stuff you can decorate your wedding party, okay? She was crawling there, or maybe she already had a book with the names, so in case she would get pregnant very quickly, she would know the name for the baby. So that was where she was at, okay? That was where Mary was. And then there comes this angel and disturbs her. Oh, I, I got a, an SMS. A short message. Wow, okay. I got to show you. It's a bit strange before it is in German, but uh, it says, Dear Michi, I tried to reach you, wanted to invite you to spend a few days at the nice beach with me and some friends. Jesus himself would have stepped in to preach for you. Wow, 
well then, let's do this another time, Dad. Oh no, <laughs> I missed such a great opportunity to spend time at the beach. I'm still standing here preaching. And you have to listen to me instead of Jesus Christ himself. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I pushed him away. <laughs> you know what I want to make, what point I want to make, we push God away because we feel interrupted, but actually it would be an invitation. It would be an invitation for something that's so much bigger than we could imagine. We change the side of our street not to, not to be, to confront with God. Instead, it would be such a great invitation that God has in his hand for you. Look what the angel says. Don't be afraid, Mary. Don't be afraid. Put your book away with the names. Put your wedding dress and all that stuff away. Don't be afraid, Mary. The angel told her, for you have found favor with God. I want to ask you to stand up uh, and let's go into a worship time. God has, you have found favor with God. And in the next few songs, let us open our hearts for God's invitation. I believe this afternoon he will give you an invitation. Don't push him aside. Don't change the side of your street this afternoon. He is here. He is with us. Don't be afraid. Fear not. You will get an invitation by God. Let us worship God this afternoon. Um, yeah, so why is it that we fear God's plan? Why is it? The first thought was sometimes we mix up his invitations and we take it as an interruption but God really has a great invitation for your life. And the second reason sometimes we forget that God's purpose for our life is so much bigger than our plans. It's often different than our plans, but it's always bigger and it's greater. Listen to what happened to Mary next. She is still in the conversation with the angel and uh, the angel tells her God's purpose for her life. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. Put aside the book with the names, you know, I tell you the name of your son. You will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. It sounds like a worship proclamation, what the angel tells her here. It's her purpose that she will give, give birth to the Son of God. What an what a incredible purpose for her life. A teenager girl somewhere in Israel, and God comes in her life and gives her a wonderful purpose for her life. I think she, she was struggling inside of her after that message, you know. It's not very easy to get that purpose. <laughs> Just as a teenager girl planning your wedding and knowing, okay, you're gonna be the one who is giving birth to the Son of God. I think first reaction probably was, without me, forget it. I won't do that, you know? Being pregnant without being married, married it means they're gonna kill me. They're gonna kill me. That was probably her first thought. And on the other hand, maybe she was excited. She said, yes! I'm gonna be the chosen frozen. <laughs> I'm the one, I'm gonna give birth to that Messiah. I'm the one, you know? And then on the other hand, maybe she thought about Joseph and thought, hey, he wanted him so badly. As when we have a son, he wanted him to be named Joseph Jr. 
and now I must say Jesus to the next, to the first son we will get. So she was struggling inside of her. You know, it happens to us as well. I don't know what's in your life, but when God reveals his plans or his purpose for your life, sometimes we start to struggle. And maybe you had struggles in your life. Maybe you lost a job and you were really destroyed because you lost it. But if you think about it right now, if you think back in your life, you realize it wasn't that bad. Actually, it became better because you got a new job and you had get new opportunities and you could develop new gifts in your life. Maybe that happened to you. Maybe you experienced that a relationship fell apart. You had a broken heart. But through that difficult time, you realized who you really are. You got to know yourself better. You found an identity that is healthy without uh, a co-depending co relationship. Is that the right word? You found a great identity in yourself. So God has bigger plans than our plans sometimes. Maybe you plan to be a, a healthy family the first child, second child, third child, and you never got children, or you got a child with special needs, and you think, hey, wow, God told me some new lessons in my life that I would never have learned without that experience. It can happen that if, if we accept God's purpose for our life, it's much bigger than our plans. So, there might be a question in Mary's heart and it's probably also your question when you hear God's plans and God's purpose for your life. Her question was very simple, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. So how should that happen, God? How should that happen, Gabriel? Tell me, how should that happen? So if God interrupts you, have faith. How should it happen? How should I forgive this person? Maybe that's your cry in your heart. God reveals his purpose for your life. Be uh, in peace with the people around you. And you realize, how should that happen? How should I be able to forgive this person? Maybe your question is, how should my father or my brother be healed from this sickness? How should that happen? How could my marriage be restored? How should I have a future? How should God give me a job where I need it so much? Maybe this is your cry. Listen to the answer of Gabriel. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. For nothing is impossible with God. The angel tells her, it's not a people job, Mary. It's not your job to do it. It's a Holy Spirit job. It's a God job. You know, for nothing is impossible for God. This is also an answer to your question. How should it happen? It's because of the Holy Spirit coming upon you and it will be possible. Let us be a people who open up for God's purpose and say, I don't know how it should happen. It's really challenging, but I want to be ready. I want to be ready for it. I want to experience God's plans for my life. Maybe you don't know it yet, but you will know. Maybe God interrupts, but he will tell you how. He will lead you. His Holy Spirit will come upon your life and he will guide you where he wants you to be. So our responsibility 
is to be obedient. God's responsibility is the outcome. He will take care that there is going to be the right outcome when we trust Him. But our responsibility is to be obedient, to do what He tells you to do. What is it that God is telling you in your life? Some of you already know it. You've known it from my first sentence, what God is challenging you to do. Others will take or need another hour, two hours, maybe one night, maybe two weeks, whatever. But if God challenges you to do something, be obedient. This is your part and the outcome will be his part. Listen to Mary's answer. She was still struggling. How can it happen? And then the angel challenged her and Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said, uh, may everything you have said about me come true. And I think this is one of the most outstanding statements in the Bible for me personally ever in the Bible done by a human being. She says, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. You know, this is the longing of my heart. I want to be a man like Mary. I want to be a man who gets challenged by God and I want myself to give this answer. I am a servant of God. May everything that you imagine for my life happen. Because I trust him, I know he is the best coach, the best father I could ever imagine. So if he challenges me, he has a great purpose for my life. I can say it from the bottom of my heart. Whatever you planned for my life, may it happen. I am your servant. I asked a wonderful lady from this church to tell about her story. She was challenged by God and she answered like Mary and God turned something in her life to a beautiful future. Let's give a hand to Karin Mok. Welcome on stage. Hey Karin, hi. Noah, thanks for translating. Good to have you. We need you. Okay, I will ask the questions in German so Karin can answer in German and Noah is going to translate for you. Also Karin, erzähl uns, wie ist Gott in dein Leben gekommen? Was hast du erlebt? Also bei mir ist, ich komme aus einem sehr schwierigen Elternhaus. Ich habe sehr... I come from a, a very difficult background ja. with my parents. Ich habe sehr einen dominanten Vater gehabt. I had a very dominant dad. Wo überhaupt keinen Widerspruch akzeptiert hat. Who would not be, would not accept anything uh, said against him. Zusätzlich hatte ich eine sehr konflikthafte Beziehung zu meiner Schwester, die prägt war von Eifersucht. Ich hatte eine sehr schwierige Beziehung mit meiner Schwester, wo es viel Jealousy gab. Und sie hat die Dynamik zwischen meinem Vater und mir verschärft. Und es hat es noch schwerer gemacht, diese Dynamik zwischen meinem Vater und mir. Und das hat in mir drin zu einer enormen Bitterkeit und Unversöhnlichkeit geführt. Und das resultierte in einer großen Bitterkeit in mir. Was ist nachher passiert? Wie ist Gott in dein Leben gekommen? Ist er mit einem Engel erschienen oder was ist passiert? <lacht> er ist mit dem Pöstler gekommen. <lacht> Gott kam in mein Leben durch den Postman. <lacht> ich habe dann einen Brief bekommen von meiner ältesten Schwester. Ich habe einen Brief von meiner ältesten Schwester. 
Genau. Und zusätzlich, zwei Tage später, ein WhatsApp von meinem Bruder, der wirklich sehr selten WhatsApp schreibt. Und zwei Tage später bekam ich eine WhatsApp-Message von meinem Bruder, der mich sehr selten schreibt. Ja, und da war für mich klar, dass ich an den Weihnachten nach Hause gehen So, then it was clear for me that, that I would be going home for Christmas. Going home for Christmas, what a great song, <laughs> by the way, yeah. So, uh, we are heading for Christmas, right? So, this story is really relevant. Many people are challenged by Christmas because of, of the relationships we have. Um, Karin, was hat das ausgelöst bei dir? Gott hat dir gesagt, du sollst vergeben. Maybe you translate. God, so Karin, what, what did this do with you? God told you to forgive. Angst, da war die altbekannte Angst wieder da. There was the well-known fear that I already knew very well. Ja, und natürlich auch Stress, dass ich jetzt den Schritt auf meine Schwester zugehen soll. Also, there was a lot of stress that I should approach my sister. Wie hast du die Angst gespürt? How did you feel this fear? Oh, das ist von der Zechenspitze bis in die Haarwurzeln gegangen. I felt it shooting from my toes through my hairs. Aber du hast dich entschieden, das zu machen. Wie, wie bist du dieser Entscheidung gekommen? How did you make this decision to do it anyways? Das war ein Gehorsamschritt und Gott hat mich da ganz nahe zu sich angezogen. It was a step of obedience and God pulled me very close to him. Und dann bin ich im Vertrauen auf Gott, bin ich dann auf meine Schwester zugegangen und habe dann in der Küche das Gespräch mit ihr gesucht. And so while trusting God, I approached my sister and talked to her in our kitchen. Das war ja Weihnachten letztes Jahr, gell? Erzähl ein bisschen mehr über die Begegnung. That happened Christmas last year, so tell us a bit more about that. Das war natürlich nicht so locker, gewesen, wie das tönt hat, weil in der Küche hat es dann da natürlich schon noch ein bisschen gechädert. Also wir haben da schon noch ein bisschen Klartext miteinander geschwätzt. Und it, it wasn't as easy as it sounds now. When we were in the kitchen together, we uh, um, had challenges, but it wasn't so easy. Yeah. Ja, und gleich war auch sie bereit, diesen Schritt für die Vergebung zu machen. And still she was ready to make the step of forgiveness then. Mm -hmm. So strong, imagine the two sisters, uh, it's Christmas, they're together in the kitchen, so powerful. So, um, Karin, um, was ist die nächste Frage? Ja, für mich, wie äußert sich die Versöhnung? Weißt du, was hast du erlebt seitdem? How can you feel this reconciliation? What also, do you feel since then? Ich habe einen enormen Frieden bekommen, es gibt eine extreme Freiheit. Und ich habe hier einfach auch gewusst, jetzt habe ich einen Meilenstein gesetzt mit Gott. I experienced huge peace and freedom and I knew I would have, I set a milestone with God in that moment. Ja. Und heute können wir zusammen sein, wir sind uns im Sommer getroffen, wir können miteinander essen, schwätzen. Ja, ich habe sogar stellenweise das Gefühl, wir müssen all die Jahre, wo wir nicht miteinander geschwätzt haben, müssen wir wie nachholen. Now it's really great we can be together. We were together a lot in the summer and I even feel like all those years we've lost, um, we can make up for it now. Yeah, so, wie fühlst du dich jetzt für Weihnachten? How do you feel about Christmas? Gut, tief und entspannt. <laughs> feel really good about it. Okay, hey, danke vielmals Karin für die Geschichte. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Give a hand for Karin. Bitte gerne. And of course for Noah.
great job. <laughs> so good. What a powerful experience when we trust God and we say, I'm obedient. I trust him for the outcome. I just do what he tells me to do. And it's such a great, great picture in my mind to, to see those two sisters hugging each other after years. And now for the next Christmas, they're planning together, happy together, going home for Christmas. It's, it's so beautiful when God reveals his purpose for our life and we are obedient and do our next step. That is so powerful. As next in this celebration, I would like to invite you to, to take communion. Before we do that, we will go into a time of worship. We will song, sing a song, The Good, Good Father. And I love that song because it talks about God's heart. It talks about His great, outstanding purpose for our life. He's such a good Father. You can trust Him fully. You can trust Him fully. So let us stand up and go into that song and I will come back and lead you in communion. We will do this together as a liturgic part of this celebration. But worship that God, that good, good Father. trust your sovereignty when there is no clarity because I can't sit forever in my disappointment and pain. I'm going to stand. Fear loves to limit you. Fear loves to keep you where you are. Fear wants you to do what you have always done and never do anything else. Fear wants to shackle your potential and fear always wants to limit you. The Word of God has a power in it like nothing else. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. And there are moments when you are in a ladder, when you are facing an area where you're super afraid. Pray, grab, hold, and please don't give up.